Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Ken's as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or are Mac and Ken's your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, For The Girl fam. Welcome back to another episode of the For The Girl podcast. Today's episode is all about jealousy and envy. So it's For The Girl who's struggling with jealousy and envy. And this is such a real thing. I mean, there are just so many little moments in my life where this creeps in and it can be so hard Mm -hmm. to recognize it sometimes and also so hard to know what to do with it and how to process through it. And so we're going to dig into that conversation, talk about the nitty gritty of jealousy and envy. So I'm really excited about it. But before that, you know the drill. It's time to chat. Our favorite part of the podcast personally, (laughs) maybe your least favorite part. Maybe this is your cue to skip, skip, skip on ahead. But if you like to listen (laughs) with us, we love you. You are our actual favorites. So Ken, we need to know what's happening in your life. Highs, lows, Highs, lows, life in general. Um, yeah, got a lot going on. If you listened to the last episode, you already know that. So, you know, things are going well. Meanwhile, Max just living her best life on vacation. It's fine. We're all going to survive. <laughs> I am uh, best life. Like, <laughs> what is work? I don't even know. Last week we talked about being disciplined. <laughs> I'm not disciplined. <laughs> Yeah, this week you are just throwing everything out the window. Okay, but last week I had to be very disciplined. So, you know, this week. Shocker for Mac. Can't just being mean to me in the intros now. (laughs) Yeah, this is my time to roast Mac. (laughs) And how's your summer tan coming along? Well, it's really good from the cruise, and um, uh, we are loose tan girls. Like but that, guess- it goes away so <laughs> Actually, you know what's Same. so funny? I got home from the cruise, and I actually was like pretty proud of my tan. I was like, I'm pretty tan. And my grandpa, my grandpa's like 97. My grandpa was like, "Did you go on a cruise? You're not very tan." And I was like, <laughs> "That is so." harsh i was like i thought i was pretty tan and he was like you oh i'm hard. sorry <laughs> it was funny were you like actually laying out on the cruise like you did you spent a lot of hours out there tanning yeah i would say we did it rained like pretty much all the afternoons so you only really had like the morning session and then we would kind of like go to our rooms and like i don't know read or something Zero. like that so yeah it was like not as much as because i would have stayed out all day the first day we stayed out all day and then the second two days, we were at, like, ports, but we would come back in because it would start raining at, like, 2. So, yeah. A little tropical rain moment. Yeah, that kind of lasted a long time. How's your tan yeah. coming? I just, like, feel like I barely tan these days, but I am outside all the time. So, well, like, a lot of times. So, I don't know. I feel like I'm kind of getting there, but... Once I moved to Florida, I guess I'll just be permanently tan. Yeah. Which is not yeah. good for your skin. I feel like tanning in your 30s is the worst thing ever. Yeah. Apparently. Speaking of, I came up with my high, my high okay. this week. And maybe it's my low. It might be both. It's, you know, one of the same. Okay. Uh, okay. So we've started this new thing called Mac and Ken's Weekly. Is that what it's called, kids? Yeah, Mac okay. and Ken's Weekly. So basically, if you're on our email list, then you've been getting Mac and Ken's Weekly. But the hilarious part of it, that it was all Ken's idea. It was something that she wanted to do. And so I told her, I was like, great. Yeah, I was like, but you have to write them. 
And so they're all from Kent. So they're all in (laughs) Kent's voice. But she talks about my life in them. And it's really funny because I don't read them before you guys read them. So she is just, she's just straight up roasting (laughs) me in them. And just going rogue. Who knows what they're going to say. On this last one, she linked my country music album. (laughs) (laughs) And I I really am entertained when they pop up in my email inbox because I'm like, oh, no, what did she say this week? But then also scared because I'm like, what hurtful thing did she reveal about me this week? (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I still feel like probably 50% of the podcast listeners don't realize that you used to be a country artist. She's not currently. You said linked my album. (laughs) You like recently put on an album. (laughs) What if I did? What if I had a secret life? I feel like we like talk about that roast all the time, but I know there's still people that have no idea. So there you go. I just saved you your your reputation. But yeah, if you don't know, back in Ken's Weekly, what are you doing? Link in show notes. If Is it? You remember to put it there. <laughs> yeah, it's or about to be. just go to our website and sign up for anything, and you'll you'll get on it. <laughs> no, you can do it. I'll do this link in show notes. Okay, so link in show notes. Link, link in show notes. notes. Ignore, ignore Mac. Yeah, link in show notes. Get on the email list, and you'll get weekly updates because they're actually really fun. For a second, I was mad at Mac. I was like, oh, she's going to make me write all these. But I was like, wait, honestly, this is the best thing ever. I get to just roast her. I guess I'll have to take day. over when the baby comes. So then I'll be <laughs> okay. roasting you. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for those. Um, yeah, that's really fun. What is my high and low? Oh, no. Wait, was that your high or your low? This doesn't always have to be highs and lows. I think that um, – Oh, do I have a low? What? I have a low. The AC in our house went out and it. Oh, I read about this in Mac and Kids Weekly. (laughs) The part took 11 days to come in. Like what person can live in the summer 11 days without air conditioning? Yeah, that is terrible. And not to mention we got it replaced last year. So high though was that it was still under warranty. This is the most boring stuff you can ever hear about. But adulting, it was still under warranty. So it was free. So that's a really high. And it was like 20 days until the warranty was up. So we hit the mark. Praise be to the Lord Almighty. Honestly, shout out. So anyways, um, wow. So AC, yeah. So now but we're you're stranded. not even there. Yeah. Well, we were going to be there. We had to delay our trip in Florida. We're recording this podcast a little bit early because Mac is about to be on another vacation. So <laughs> anyway, so we are, um, we are, uh, yeah, we were stranded in Florida, which obviously not the worst place to be. But to be honest, all I want is my bed and normal food. We all get that, I think. So yeah, yeah. Um, Wow. Situation. Um, no. Man, that is a low. I'm so sorry about that. Yeah. But I didn't even need to know that because I read that in Mac and Ken's Weekly. So, <laughs> yeah. We're, if you're on the email list and the podcast, like, what else do we have for you? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> Honestly, like, do we even need to talk anymore, kids? Or should yeah. I just read your emails? <laughs> yeah. Just read the emails. You'll know what's up. And um, what's Tyler up to these days? Oh, Tyler is... That's the husband. He's working a lot because we're about to be gone for quite a bit. So he's, you know, trying to grind in order to get ready. 
being a young life leader today he ordered us matching watches because apparently you need like a watch at camp and so he got me a little cute little light blue one and him a black one they're matching i think they were like 14 dollars on amazon so who knows what that's going to be like but cute and yeah yesterday we we did a little fundraiser to help get some of our kids to camp and it was really funny because we washed windows for about three hours and so that's my life guys just washing windows and going to (laughs) summer camp so not much is exciting but tyler is with me for that so that's tyler and i's life oh cute you guys are living your best servanthood life you know we're trying we love that for you. The guy who was like overseeing our washing windows project was so sweet and so kind. And he was like, what is this for? And we were like, oh, we're going to camp. The church is like supporting us going to camp. And he gave us $60 because he was like, you guys need to get a treat after this. So it was like myself and Tyler and then four of our Young Life kids. And so we went to TCBY after with our $60 and it was so funny because, you know, normally when you go to those frozen yogurt places, you're trying to be a little bit modest because it's by the weight, you know? So like Mm -hmm. you're like, you don't want it to be $15 when you're paying for it yourself. But we had $60 for five of us (laughs) or whatever. So it was so funny. I was like, guys, load up, load up on your ice cream. And it kept getting more and more expensive. Like I went first and I don't like a lot. So I only get sprinkles on mine. So mine was like $4 and the next person's was like $7, $9, $11. I think we tapped out one. The last person who got it was $13. So <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Our total came in right, right under 60. So it's perfect. Wow. Good job. It sounds like you're relating with leading the charge with that one. Yeah. Also, classic you being like, guys, load up. Oh, my gosh, I can't wait to eat 10 hamburgers and then getting, like, a lettuce wrap. <laughs> okay. So okay. that's not going to nutshell, but do they still have white chocolate mousse? They do. TV? Oh, my gosh. To have that would be the best thing in my whole freaking life. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait for that. Is this my first pregnancy craving? Maybe. <laughs> yeah. So that's my life. That was way too detailed. Wow. If you're not skipping, you're skipping now. <laughs> okay. We've got to get into this episode. Uh, okay. Let's We've get got into, into this episode. episode. Let's get into it, kids. Kids, lead us into the next section. <laughs> you guys, well, we are so excited for today's episode. It's going to be so, so good. So let's get into it. <laughs> First of all, kids, did you know that jealousy and envy actually don't mean the same thing? Because I didn't. (laughs) Did you know this? I had no idea. And also when you first started talking just now, that was such such a real question. I thought it was just us and not recording this podcast. Oh my gosh. I had no idea though, Mac. That is crazy. Tell us more. I'm dying to know. Well, first of all, I'm trying to get into the podcast and not repeating things we've already said. So that's why I just decided to lead in with the question. But I was serious. This is a real question. Did you know? And you didn't know is what you're saying. No, not until we were preparing for this. Okay. I didn't know either. And so I'm going to tell you the difference. So envy is that painful feeling of wanting something or someone that somebody else has, like attributes or a person or possessions. It's being envious of something that you don't have that somebody else has. So that's envy. 
And then over here, jealousy is jealousy is when you feel threatened or protective or fearful of losing your position or person or situation to somebody else. So there's the difference. You're jealous that like, oh, what if this person takes what I already have? Are you seeing the difference there, kids? Yes. I am. Okay. Good, good. Okay. So I thought this was good and helpful though, just to kind of kick this off that jealousy and envy are these feelings that we often feel, but maybe we don't really put names to them too much. It's just like that little sinking feeling that's like deep in our chest or it's that little uh, thought that pops up into our mind when we see this other girl or we see this other relationship and we feel feel something, but we don't always have a name for it. So this is kind of help us recognize and see the places in our life where we're feeling envious and then also the places in our life where we're feeling jealous. And I was just trying to kind of think about like, okay, looking at like the last couple weeks of my life, what are moments when I felt envious and what are moments when I felt jealous? And Gosh, there are so, so many little things that often sneak into my mind and in my heart where, you know, there'll be somebody else that we happen to be around and this girl has this amazing personality and she's just like so chill and so lighthearted and everybody loves her. And I find myself maybe envious of her personality or even sometimes if I'm like, oh, Tyler's like laughing at her joke so much. He thinks she's so funny. And I'll find myself jealous of, wait, why is he laughing at her joke? I guess low-key afraid that like I'm going to lose his attention to somebody else. And I think I hate admitting it, but it's just something that so often sneaks into my mind and heart. And it feels like no matter how old you get and no matter how wise you get, envy and jealousy are just so often a part of the narratives in our minds. And I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be a really cool conversation just to begin to notice it, address it, and figure out how we can begin to to move with Jesus and to process this with Jesus. Yes, absolutely. You're so right when you say that it feels like it's like every season. I remember when I was in high school really young and just had like so many insecurities and less confidence in the way I looked or my personality or how many friends I had. And then I moved to college when I was envious of people who knew what they wanted to do with their life and had everything together or were way better at school than I or came more naturally than me or had the hot boyfriend that I didn't (laughs) have. And then I moved into young adult life and um, just trying to keep my life afloat and involved with church and building community and being envious of people who found that so easily. And yeah, I do feel like no matter how confident you grow in your God-given gifts and assurance of where he has you, this is still so relevant. So I'm glad we're having the conversation. Yeah. I do think there's ways out of it are ways to process it that we've learned a lot over. And I know for the two of us in our relationship, this has been so prevalent and almost forced us to probably figure it out faster than other young women. Like we were in the heat of it when first starting ministry together and working so closely together while also trying to grow up and (laughs) meet people and build community and all the things. It was like there was this one person in our life the whole way through that we like always had to compare ourselves to. And so, yeah, yeah, this was real for us. And I feel like we could probably speak about it forever and ever. (laughs) We're experts. 
experience. <laughs> Not <Are> really. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to talk a little bit about what is like the real problem with jealousy and envy? I mean, we can all be honest and admit that we all feel it, but what does it actually do or what harm is it causing in our life? Like what destruction is it causing? And I thought it was really interesting. Like the Bible is serious about envy and jealousy. When you start to look at different passages of scripture, like it does not talk about it in a lighthearted tone. It is very serious. And so just a couple for you. So this is James 3.16. It says, for where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder in every evil practice. Proverbs 14.30 says, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. And then here's James 4, 1 through 3. It says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You you desire but do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. And so all of those scripture passages just kind of talk about that very real feeling of envy and jealousy and then what happens on the other side of them. And so often it is all of these terrible things. It's, you know, envy rotting the bones. It's disorder in every evil practice. Here in that James 4 verse, it talks about you desire but do not have so you kill or you covet but you cannot get what you want so you quarrel and fight. And so just like all of these things that just we see on the other side of our envy, on the other side of our jealousy is this whole mess of sin and this whole mess of destruction. And I think we can all recognize some of those paths in our own life where there was envy or there was jealousy. There's often broken relationships where there was envy and there was jealousy. There was often choices to sin where there was envy and there was jealousy. Uh, There was hurtful things said that you didn't mean. And so the Bible is serious about, hey, when you feel these feelings, it can lead to some really hurtful and, and just heartbreaking things. And so we have to be serious about when these feelings arise in us and we have to do something about them. And so how do we fight against this envy and jealousy in our life? I want to go back to the second one I read, which is Proverbs 14:30. It says, a heart at peace gives life to the body, but envy rots the bones. So envy leads to the, the rotting of bones or like the rotting away of our heart and soul. But a heart at peace does the opposite. It actually gives life to the body. And so how do we fight against envy and jealousy in our life? I think it's through having this heart of peace, this heart of peace that only God can give and only God can bring. And so I think first things first, when you feel this feeling of envy or jealousy arising up in your heart and in your life, the first thing you have to do is recognize it and confess it. It is so, so, so important. I think so many of us are so used to feeling this feeling that we don't even think to like confess it. We don't even think to tell the truth about what we're feeling. We just kind of bury it and we hide it and we tuck it away in the 
little corners of our heart. But I think it's so powerful to take those feelings and to take them to God and say, God, here's the truth about what I was feeling to this person. God, I was looking at my friend and like, I was so envious of this thing that she had or this quality that she possesses. And, and I don't want that in my heart. God, would you rid me of that feeling? Would you like take that feeling from me? I think that's super powerful when we confess it and we bring it to the Lord and we tell him the truth rather than acting like it wasn't there and pretending like we didn't feel it. I think it's so, so, so important. If we want to to have these hearts of peace, then we have to recognize where we're not at peace and bring those to God and let God speak to them and let God address them within our hearts. Yes, I really love that. And I think that this has been so practical for me in so many seasons of life. Like, I think the difference here too is there's been seasons where I'm jealous or envious over somebody and I and I know it and I feel that tension in my spirit and I bring it into my prayer life and I'm like, okay, Lord, and I jot it down in my journal a few times over and, um, you know, this goes on for maybe a week or two weeks and it still feels like it's there and I'm like, okay, I kind of feel like I bring it to the Lord. I kind of don't. And, you know, I think what I'm often missing is like deeply processing it with Jesus. Like sometimes if it's really causing tension in your life or in a relationship, you really need to not just like add it to your prayer list, but to take like a real moment with Jesus, a long walk or just sitting in his stillness or going to worship night and seeking his voice, like really seeking his voice in it. And not only being raw, honest with him, but also And that's key, like being raw, raw, raw honest, being really, really honest with him, but then waiting to hear his voice and what he has to say about it and to allow him to truly help you process that process this. But what I'm saying is sometimes it takes longer than a quick minute. Sometimes it's like a whole moment or an hour long thing with Jesus. But I think he can be that for us. I really do believe that. I think that the if we learn to seek his voice in an area like this too, it'll also translate to so many other areas of our life that we're desperate for him to speak into. So it's a great starting place. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I think that uh, when we sit with Jesus and we let him speak into it, he'll often help us to realize like what's underneath the bitterness or what's underneath the envy, what's underneath the jealousy. And oftentimes there's like bitterness or anger or sadness or feelings of not being enough or feelings that like God isn't for you and God won't provide that for you or God won't take care of you. And so I think sometimes the envy and the jealousy is just a byproduct of a deeper feeling that we're feeling. And when we confess them with Jesus, he can help us to identify those things. And I think often the story that our envy and our jealousy is telling is this, this belief that God who God is, isn't enough for us. And that we need this God plus something else in order for our life to feel meaningful, our life to feel like it has purpose or value, or for us to feel like we have purpose or value. And sometimes Mm -hmm. when you come to God and you confess that thing, you say, Hey God, this is what I'm feeling. It just allows God to like grab a hold of your heart and to remind you that he alone is enough. Like he alone is enough. And would you let him be enough in that season? Would you let his presence alone be enough for you in that season? And when you learn to do that, what's so beautiful and what's so good is that 
you will just be overwhelmed by his love for you, overwhelmed by his love for you and his care for yeah. you. And he will lead you to such beautiful abundance, but it just might not look like what you've imagined for yourself. And so I think the confession part, isn't this just so like you can unload your sin and be rid of it. The beautiful part of confession is that when we confess, we invite God to tell us the truth about who he is and the truth about who he says that we are. And then that leads us into right belief. And that will take away jealousy and envy because we're seeing yes. the truth of what God sees. And in God's yeah. kingdom, there is so much abundance. And Ken's can have this amazing, awesome personality that is so infectious and people love. And I can have this amazing, awesome personality that is so infectious. And in God's kingdom, those two things don't compete with one another. There hmm. isn't like one person gets an amazing personality and the other person gets a dud of a personality, like two people. And actually when we come together and we encourage each other and we support each other, then like we actually build the kingdom. And so I think when we yeah. get God's view of who we are and who other people are, there's almost no room and no space for envy and jealousy. And that's the beauty of confession when it comes to this. Yeah. So, and I think if you're just like, okay, I want to do that, but like, how do I do that? How do I like get to that place where I, I desire to confess or I desire to hear God's voice? And I love the passage of scripture from, or no, I don't love that passage of scripture. Sorry, guys. I love the thought of the fruits of the spirit. She doesn't love it. I, she doesn't love it. No, I do love it. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. I love all scripture. Okay. <laughs> that was amazing. But what I was trying to say is I love the fruits of the spirit. The third fruit of the spirit is peace, love, joy. So it's joy. No, love, joy, peace. <laughs> oh my goodness. The third fruit of the spirit is peace. It goes love, joy, peace. Okay. Okay, it's peace. And Don't so, worry. I would have never gotten that order. <laughs> okay, so a byproduct of the spirit, the byproduct of being with the spirit is peace. And if we go back to that scripture earlier where we talked about having this heart of peace, how do we have a heart of peace? Well, we abide with the spirit. We, we get back to the vine and we simply be with Jesus. The more that we're with Jesus, the more that we are in the spirit, the more that this peace is just automatically going to flow out of us where somebody might have something that we really want and we will meet that with peace or somebody might be threatening this thing that we love and desire and just it's such a gift in our life and we can meet that rather than with jealousy we can meet that with peace and so yeah. the more that you grow in your friendship with Jesus the more that peace will be the byproduct of everything that you do along with the other fruits of the spirit it's like you know love and joy those would be pretty helpful too uh, but peace especially and I think that's what the beauty of it is is that like you aren't called to deal with this on your own what you're called to do is grow in your friendship with Jesus and the deeper that yeah friendship goes with Jesus the more that your heart will respond to those like little feelings of jealousy or envy with just inexplicable peace, inexplicable joy in your situation, in your circumstances. And that comes through abiding in friendship. Yes. I will definitely be the first to admit that almost every time I had these thoughts of jealousy, 
are times when I haven't been abiding with the Lord. Like it's been a really long time since I've gone to a worship night. It's been a really long time since I've sat with Jesus or it's just been a really long time that I've asked for this and asked for the peace and been connected to the vine. And so, um, yeah, I think a lot of us, if you're like, oh my gosh, that that might be convicting. It's so simple, but it might be so convicting of like, yeah. okay, maybe I'm feeling this way just simply because I haven't been abiding in him. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's really yeah. practical. Yep. And the verse that I was saying that I loved is Isaiah 26, 3, which is, you will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. So he's the one that keeps you in perfect peace. And our response is to be steadfast and to trust him. So we just have to learn to trust him with our story. We have to learn what trust really looks like. And then he's the one that keeps our minds and our hearts in perfect peace. And so, yes, it's so good. So, yeah. So how do we tangibly do this? How do we fight against envy and jealousy in our life? We already talked about it. The first is just to get back to the vine, to like abide over anything, to grow in your friendship with Jesus, because this is your source for perfect peace. It's so important. And then another thing I want to challenge you guys to do, and this might not be applicable to every situation, but I think this is so powerful. And that would be to befriend your biggest rival. So the person that causes the most jealousy or envy in your life, often those are people that we're not actually maybe in close friendship with, or maybe there's some divide between us. And I would just really challenge you and encourage you to like radically befriend that person, get to know their heart and their story, learn to become their champion rather than their rival. And what I think is so powerful and so cool is that when we're feeling envy or jealousy, we're telling ourselves a lot of lies. Like we're believing things that we're kind of creating this like wrong belief about this person or this fantasy about this person, which sometimes isn't even rooted in truth. And you might think this person has everything that you could ever want. And then you get to know their story and you realize that they are facing so many of the insecurities you're facing, so many struggles and challenges, and your heart actually begins to grow in empathy and compassion towards that person. And I just think that that is so, so, so powerful. It can like literally in a moment nip envy and jealousy in the bud if you would just be like, okay, rather than seeing this person as my competition, I'm actually going to see them as somebody that I'm going to befriend radically. I'm going to go out of my way to become friends with this person and, and just see what God does in your heart in the process. This one, this one must be real convicting for you, macaroni. I'm just kidding, but let me tell, let me share. Okay, so in a hard season of our friendship, this was like a few years ago, you guys, and like probably one of the hardest seasons. We went to coffee together and Mac looked at me and she's like, you know what? I just think we like can't be friends anymore. We're just giving up on our friendship. (laughs) And I responded, wow, in so much humility. And I was like, (laughs) and I was like, no, we can't. But that's kind of actually how it went down. And anyways, I think that we can attest to this of befriending your rival that sometimes when you want to give up on that friend, and this isn't in every situation, sometimes there's friendships that just need to go because it's so unhealthy. And maybe you started at the place of processing it with Jesus and abiding in him. And and he might be speaking to you like, okay, yeah, like try your best to love them, but you don't need to be around them every day. And then other situations, he's going to really call you to befriend them like this. And anyways, we can attest that through 
through the challenging conversations and through sticking it out and through just continuing to hang out with each other and love on each other despite how you sometimes feel, eventually like that love wins and your mission and purpose as a friend will come into fruition. And so I think that there's some really important relationships in your life that you that are yeah. that are gonna come with challenges. Maybe it's even because Satan doesn't like them and he wants to get in the middle of it. And it's gonna come with forward that that really mattered. And True. then I think the the next thing to that that we we're gonna speak about is even not just befriending them, but celebrating them. And this was also real in that season. Like if you're experiencing jealousy or envy towards a friend, really even going beyond just being around them and trying to like send a nice text here or there, you've got to actually genuinely celebrate them. So whether you're jealous about a relationship that they have, or maybe they got engaged and you're still single, or maybe they got an awesome job and you're still in this waiting season, or maybe they got into their dream university and you just got a rejection letter. I think the best choice that you can make when these feelings arrive is to just show up for them and celebrate them. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited for you. Um, There's so many tangible ways in every single season that you can do this for people in your life. And I really do believe that it breaks chains of jealousy so quickly. Yeah, even tangibly in a little bit of that season right now of, (laughs) this is funny that I'm telling you guys, but Tyler and I are currently like, you know, trying for a baby, doing the whole thing. And I'll be real, every time I get on Instagram and I see that another person is pregnant, I'm like, oh, it makes me sad. I'm like, wait, why not us yet? But that is not the place that I want my heart to get to. I don't want my heart to get to this place of like bitterness and like frustration, thinking like every time somebody else gets that gift and that joy, it means one more reason why I'm not, because that's just not true. It's not true at all. And I'm in a season right now where, you know, my best friend, she's about to have a baby and I'm so stinking excited for her. And I want to learn, even though that's a desire of mine too, I want to learn how to celebrate her so well. I'm like throwing a baby shower for a friend next week, you know, I'm like, okay, how can I celebrate with people who are getting the very thing that I want, because I believe that that is going to tune my heart just to joy for everybody's like gifts and everybody's things rather than just like sitting in my pity party and waiting for it to happen to me. And it's harder to do than like said, obviously, or harder mm-hmm. said than done. Harder said than done. Done than said. Harder. No, said than done. <laughs> harder said. No, it's easier said than done. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Easier. But no. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Nobody says harder. Okay. Easier said than done. It's easier said than done uh, because I'd be lying if I said, you know, every time, you know, probably at this baby shower, I'll be like, oh, can't wait till this is my turn or whatever it is. But I just think that there's something that like in the waiting, your heart can sit there and be bitter and angry and upset, or your heart can be full of joy and celebration and excitement for other people. And that's such a better way to wait. And it's such a more enjoyable way to wait. And so celebrate well, the people who are getting the very thing that you so desperately want, would you challenge yourself to just celebrate them so well? And then the next thing would be just to find gratitude for what you do have right here and right now. Because I bet if you opened up your eyes, there are some things in your life that there are probably other people who are envious of them or are jealous of them. And so rather than just like focusing on what you wish 
you had from other people? What are the things that God has so beautifully gifted you with in this season that you can recognize and have so much gratitude for them? Because I bet if you open your eyes to them, they are there all over the place and they're so worth celebrating and so worth praising God that they that you have those beautiful gifts in your life. Yes, that's like a simple thing that I know everybody's heard a thousand times yet we forget to do of like, Okay, wait, Lord, I'm actually so thankful. Despite the way I feel right now, I'm so grateful for this, this, and this. And sometimes we literally have to say those things out loud and wake up to them every single morning because we want to live in that place rather than let our heart grow so bitter. And if your heart is bitter right now, start doing some of these <laughs> these things. And then the last, very last piece of advice is that you got to get rid of fantasies of what's on the other side of what you want because it's simply not true. I think so often we just come, like we mentioned previously, a lot of times envy is attached to lies and just like beliefs that we've made up or things that we think or exaggerated situations. And I think we've got to get rid of that narrative to to be able to, to overcome these feelings of jealousy because, gosh, they are such fantasies. I've been in so many situations like that where I'm all caught up in the fantasy of what it could be when the reality of it, maybe I reach that. That goal a couple of years later was not even what I thought it was. And yeah. so <laughs> just staying grounded in where God has you and what he has for you and all of these things that we mentioned yeah. is so important. It's so important. It's so good. So I hope that this episode was encouraging for you or challenging or convicting. For those of you that have maybe been walking through intense seasons of jealousy or envy, you're not alone. We've been there too. We're no. currently there mm-hmm. in specific situations in our life. And I think the gift is though that when we bring them to the Lord, when we confess them, when we tell him the truth about what we've been feeling, he can lead us into right belief about those things. And he can lead us to do these hard things, to celebrate other people well, to like stop fantasizing what's on the other side of this thing we so desperately are jealous of or envious of. And also just to to grow in our friendship with him and to abide with him and to allow his spirit be the thing that leads us into this place of perfect peace where we can be so grateful for what God has given us and what God has provided us with. And so this was an awesome conversation and one that we can't wait for you guys to digest and just to sit with Jesus in. And we love you guys. And you know that we'll be back next week with another For The Girl episode. We will talk to you then.